Hey friends, it's Gabe. Before we dive into this week's wonderful episode, I want to invite you to participate in an upcoming bonus episode of Best Exes. We want you to write a thank you note to one of your exes. You can make it funny, you can make it serious, it can be sarcastic, it can be sincere, short, long, written to the ex, uh, in the form of a question, a haiku, whatever you want to write, we will take it. We would love to hear it and incorporate it into an upcoming episode. Simply write a thank you note thanking an ex for something you learned from your relationship with him or her or them, or something you learned from your breakup, send it to bestexespod at gmail.com or directly to us on Instagram at bestexespod. And let us know if you want to remain anonymous or if you want us to share your name on the podcast. Again, bestexespod at gmail.com. Write a thank you note to your ex. Tis the holiday season to be grateful for all things in our lives, including some things that maybe didn't go the way we expected, but we still learn from them. Thank you so much. Enjoy the episode. Okay, bye! You had protein in that Popeye's chicken sandwich. Oh, I like almost just erased that from my memory. Although... It wasn't How much very chicken good. was in that chicken sandwich? It was a, it was a good amount of chicken. Oh, okay. That's why I think what I got was not the, the real chicken sandwich. I think I got an imposter. Well, I think it's uh, appropriate that we're talking about chicken, considering this is the Thanksgiving week episode, That's and chicken is poultry like turkey is connections. Happy Thanksgiving. Happy Giving poultry back. week. Happy, I mean, we know what Columbus did. Killed all the Native Americans. Well, but after... They gave him all this bountiful food. Right, after they had thanks- dinner together. Thanksgiving, yeah. They had a picnic, and then he killed them I, all. like, don't really see what happened after Thanksgiving, because I'm awful, and I... <laughs> I don't really see historical injustice. <laughs> I hate when genocide happens. I just hate it. I don't even recognize it. Can we talk about the genocide that is my current feud with Lady Gaga? Oh, my God. I, I'm Have you jumped on Twitter yet? dramatic to upgrade it to a genocide... I will I will admit a genocide of character. Lady Gaga and I are in a really bad fight. Can you tell um, me more about that? Here's the thing. It's gotten to the point where she is now like an entity in my brain that I talk to because I get so angry. Here's the situation. <laughs> Lady Gaga's most recent full-length studio album was an album Joanne. called Joanne. Yeah. That album features a song yes. called Ayo can it's you spell it? A hyphen Y-O. Yeah. Um, and as you know, A is the first letter in the alphabet. Is it? So not only was Joanne a bit of a disappointing album. The Except song, for the song Joanne. The song itself, Joanne, and is million reasons is good. a masterpiece. Million Reasons is great. That's it. The one where she talks about being a Pinot Grigio girl is kind of catchy, but I don't know how I feel but about like, it. But like Joanne to me is those two songs. It was a two-song album. It was. I mean, she put out another single right after for a reason. The like Cure, it, and it was like very unrelated. It was, yeah. So Joanne itself was a bit of a disappointing album. It's okay she redeemed it by being in A Star is Born. By becoming Because Born. the soundtrack for A Star is Born has become the replacement album for Joanne. Yeah. Um, I'm off the deep end So that's all fine. But here's the issue. My car, um, when you connect 
to my car through my U- phone. USB. I, I do direct through USB. You, it can do Bluetooth, but it's just not as reliable. I do direct through USB. My phone does this fun thing where iTunes in my phone mm. overrides every other application that exists in the known universe. As it should. And immediately starts playing the first song alphabetically mm. for my iTunes And the first song list. would be a capital A hyphen. Capital Y, lowercase o. Yeah. A-O. Um, and this is what Lady Gaga and I are fighting about. We disagree over the facts. We disagree over whether or not I would ever, in my whole life, like to listen to the song A-O. Lady Gaga thinks that I should enjoy the song. I I do not ever, ever want to listen to the song Ayo. I just do not. Sometimes I leave it on for you and I start singing (sighs) along because I can't wait to get you all. This is also an issue with Apple slash Verizon, which is basically that because I purchased Joanne through iTunes on my phone, I purchased it. Oh, honey, stream on that. Through this was like late uh, Taylor Swift's new album. Do not buy this. Was pre-stream for me. This was before. This is before I joined the family plan of my good friend Danny Gordon's Google Play account. Yes. Um, and now I stream everything, but this was pre-stream for me. I purchased it from iTunes. We'll talk iTunes. about why you don't use Spotify later. And it's that kind of purchase in iTunes where even if I delete it, iTunes thinks, oh, no, no, you must have deleted that by accident. So not only does Lady Gaga's music immediately come back on, <laughs> so does that U2 album they shoved down our throats a couple years Ooh. ago, as does like all assault. the songs I downloaded to play at my grandfather's funeral. Yes. No matter how many times I delete, through the power of of Steve, of Jobs. Steve Jobs, they reappear on my phone, which means every time I get on my car, I plug in, I turn on, I start screaming at Lady Gaga because without a doubt, A hyphen YO is playing in my car. And it's really, it's led to a strain in our relationship, but I, in some way it's also made us closer because no other musician have I spoken to on such a regular basis were with you, such passion. Were you hoping she didn't win the Oscar because of it? I wasn't, but I did take a little pleasure in the like shock in her face. Does that make that sense? That she didn't get it? Yeah. Like, I wanted her to huh. win, but the fact that she was shocked that she didn't, I was like... We all knew Olivia Colman I was, was like, going to get it. I was like, ayo, Gaga, ayo. Like, it was like a nice... It was nice that they, like, recognized her for that movie. Oh, Stephanie thought she was going to win. <laughs> Stephanie. She believed in Stephanie her heart. Stephanie believed in it. She's like, Streisand. If you play back on the YouTube, the moment that Olivia Colman's name is read, it, the camera literally shows her sit back in her seat and say to herself, oh my god. That's Gaga's reaction is, oh my god, I didn't win. No. And I I am not I'm not happy that she didn't win, but that moment I I like It's how I feel about when my ex didn't win on The Price is Right. Where it's like, oh, oh you didn't get it. Oh like it's, it's because like, oh, you ruined sorry. my car every time I get in my car and I want to use the your this feature. Why did Yeah, let's go back to why you don't use Spotify. Okay. What's wrong with you? I don't use Spotify because I was invited to join a family plan at a cheaper price for a Google product that for integrates everywhere, even more so than Spotify. A, a worser product is what you're saying. No, it's... So you get what you pay for because it's Google Play. Yeah, but it. I have Gmail. I use all the Google applications for work. I it's mean, attached to my YouTube. So do like I. Like in joining, this is the little... Um, a silver, not silver lining, bonus of having Google Play is that I also, unbeknownst to me, 
received a like a YouTube premium account with it, so I don't get any commercials uh, on my YouTube. See, I would rather have commercials on my videos than not have Spotify. What do you love so much about Spotify, just that everyone else has it so you can talk about it? I like it because everybody uses it, except for like people that have Samsung phones and you. And it's like, yeah, share your playlist. Send me the link. Send me that link. Oh, you, oh, you want playback playlists. fade? Because I have a 10-second playback fade. So that, that means cool. 10 seconds before that first song is ending, the other one is already playing and it's continuous music. Show me another application that does that. No, I think that's a cool and feature. And I never want the party to stop. Not even for a second. But see, I'm not <laughs> out there. I'm not out here. Like, please don't send me your playlist. Like, I have no interest in people sending uh, me playlists. I've never sent somebody my playlist. I give them the link when the, it is requested because I am an internet DJ. But I'm saying I'm not losing out and like not receiving your Except playlists. you are because I want to send you a song all the time. True. And say listen to this but if you do it'll just send you to the app store to be like oh you're making a mistake you should have spotify but then all i do is open google play Ugh, and then you have to uh, type it in i type in the first melanie couple letters martinez is like is. already playing and you just like have to no, pause melanie her martinez's new album is disappointing okay well if we're going to talk about disappointing albums let's talk about taylor swift <laughs> oh well no nah, oh, what happened um streaming what did we do before streaming we would listen to the 30 second preview and decide if we wanted to buy lover lover uh no we just bought whatever who told who used to tell us um regis mtv (laughs) regis and kathy mtv told us what to buy and also oprah had on people i don't know my sister used to like have um they were like online or I guess they were maybe in print too, magazines, like music magazines. Oh my and God. That would tell you what to listen to. Gen Z will never understand what it was like, like not knowing what every listen, celebrity was doing every Gen day. Gen Z can't be trusted because if you look at the top songs these days, there's like, it's a problem. Gucci Gucci Belt by Ycrest. <laughs> and I don't know what that is. Are you trying to say Gucci Mane and Wyclef? <laughs> No, we know who Wyclef Jean is. <laughs> Remember when we were watching that video with Tig and I was like, I'm sorry, is Wyclef Jean attractive? Oh yeah, Wyclef was on Tig Notaro's new and YouTube show. And he was just show, so goofy and so funny. And I funny. was like, he's really attractive. You were like, am I attracted to Wyclef, Wyclef out of nowhere? <laughs> yeah, um, just because I don't think I've ever seen his face before. And so now I have. Um, no, that's really fun. I just wanted everybody to get used to the debates over the table because it's Thanksgiving week. Oh, yeah. Like, I think... So I wanted us to debate on something. If you can debate with your relatives well, as Spotify. we've debated yeah. in this, what I consider to be a very mature manner, well, I've just not been then you're winning. To game. You know? I just kind of check off and I just keep responding after like 30, 40 seconds of not saying anything. Do you ever want to talk about your compulsion to drag me, even though we're friends now? Oh, or is it that something stops. you don't want to I do that with everybody. No. <gasps> Are we gonna fight? Happy oh, Thanksgiving, I'm fine. everyone. Oh no, I'm I'm not in a fighting mood. You just you don't do that to everybody. I drag everybody. And who? My mother. <laughs> Your mother would not put up with and a Mackenzie. portion of the Mackenzie would not put up with a portion of well, the. Well, how did I just roast you? That offended you. I'm not offended. I just wanted it. to see if you wanted to discuss. I mean, Generally, here's the thing. You just talked about how you tune me out and don't listen to anything I say, and yep. that's why you don't argue with me. Well, yeah, that's me keeping the peace. I've like learned how to do that. And I acknowledge that as a drag and invited you to discuss it if you'd like. If you don't want to, that's fine. <laughs> Is this like how misogynist jokes work? You know, if you just have a guy explain to you why he's being misogynist, then it like 
embarrasses him and like ruins the joke i don't read the same internet i think it is yeah it's probably my form of like not participating in the joke is to be like oh look you're doing something over there let me know when you're done it's good because i've known you for so long that i know you're doing it and i just am like rolling with it i don't roast you i mean i think our whole listing audience just rolled their eyes collectively (gasps) (laughs) they don't hear half the shit i say (laughs) to you they still know (laughs) (laughs) are you really okay oh no i'm fine oh no i'm fine that's not the right reaction. I'm fine. <laughs> I'm fine. No, no, I'm fine. I'm fine. What Gabe's was really the, glad I'm going we home were, tonight. We were watching Real Housewives of Beverly Hills and Erica Jane. They were like practicing her saying, it's good. I'm good. It's good. No, no, I'm good. Do you want to talk about it? <laughs> That's less. That season nine was something else. Yeah, it was a solid. That I was, appreciated that season. That was season. so much good television. Guys, I spent money on it though. I, I like bought yeah, the latest season of Beverly Hills because... It wasn't streaming yet. Yeah. And this is post-stream for Gabe. I only stream. Gabe only streams, except we were talking today about sharing a Disney Plus. Oh, yeah. And he, because it came out today, I think. Yeah. Or yesterday. And he's like, we we are, we have been talking about it and he, and I have his, well, I have your friend's Hulu and you have my HBO and I don't even use your Netflix. I have my own Netflix. But I was like, maybe if you had it, then we could share it. And you were like, oh, I was thinking of like doing that later. And I thought we were going to be like watching Lady and the Tramp today. We had talked about how like, yeah, I plan to get Disney Plus. And you, we talked about it. And I was like, yeah, I'll give you my password when I have it. I didn't know you were expecting me to sign up for Google Plus the second it went live. Disney. But I, yeah, because I want to be trendy for once. I just had the Popeye's chicken sandwich that wasn't good. (laughs) And I am, like, behind on and all And I the just trends. let you know, like, I'm going to need to get a couple more paychecks before I decide <laughs> to sign up to a Disney Plus subscription. It's six ninety nine. Like, that's all. <laughs> the fact that we are so, talking about having to share one makes me really happy because it's $5. Do you think Disney invested in a way to block people from sharing? I think that you can't be logged into two devices at once. Oh, well, that's no dice. Then you don't get my password. I know, but, like, we still need to test that. I'm not going to, like, coordinate with you when to watch Lady and the Tramp. <laughs> <laughs> you watch the first 45 minutes and then i'll watch the Here's first a question 45 minutes i legitimately don't know does that is there still a disney vault is it like on there there will only be the disney movies that are currently out of the vault or is know. it like you just get access to all the disney movies i i am not i don't think everything is on there because i like i saw someone watching the lion king today but that's current because of no the old one the right cartoon. because the new one came but out yeah so, so that's out of the vault though right now and that's where i don't know like but lady like, and the tramp might not even be available and then this I is know. all for nothing i mean then what the fuck's the point there's how the do new i enjoy one. spaghetti you know there's the live remake one like they did of the lion king which is just all cg oh, that came no. out did you know that no i didn't clock that Oh, it's like CG dogs talking and they're having, they're in love. So this dog, so I'm here to say. Do you know who voices the dogs? These dogs can find love. Why do I think it's John Krasinski? Like why, why do I think it's John Krasinski? I have no idea, but I really hope it's John Krasinski and Emily Blunt. (laughs) That would be kind of adorable. Um, What was this year? Yeah, it's brand new. It came out with this Disney thing. Okay, scrolling, scrolling. Oh, why do I kind of like this, though? What? So Lady is played by Tessa Thompson. Yes. And Tramp is played by Justin Theroux. That I could take relief. Janelle Monae is in this uh, joint. Janelle is in everything, girl. Janelle is getting that work. (laughs) 
Um, what are other popular things that people argue about at the dinner table? Like, wh- how, wh- how, what, are you, what are you up to? What are you doing? Trump, religion, homosexuality, somebody? piercings, tattoos, children. Are you, are you single? Are you when single? are we getting What's a your grandkid? Career? How's school? Um, how's school? How are your loans going? Credit card. Is your car still running well? Yeah. Um, no kids. No boyfriend. My car's working well. Don't got a job. The it's weather. Uh, millennials. Mm, baby, baby boomers. boomers. Why okay, are millennials boomer. so ungrateful? Okay, so there is the new gay term of the week, which is actually the millennial term of the week, which is actually the Gen Z term of the week. Oh. Which is okay, boomer. And if you don't know what that is, either you are a boomer or, I don't know, you're not online, like Tignataro. Because <laughs> we're fed up. Uh, all of us, our our world is ruined. Everything's awful. We can't get jobs. We're paid $12 an hour. And it's because of baby boomers. And so anytime they get trifling and get angry, you just respond to them saying, okay, boomer, as condescending as you can. They won't understand, so you're in the clear. No, they do understand. They say it's the new N-word. But as John Mulaney, <laughs> no, no, no. As John Mulaney told us, is if you are saying which one is the worst of two words and you won't say the other one, clearly that's the worst word. Because we can't say the N-word, but I can say boomer. So That wasn't John Mulaney's joke, though. It sure he, was. It wasn't boomer. No, it was about something else. But yeah, it was I, a different word. I sang... I don't know what he was saying. It I don't was know about, either. It was probably some sort of light slur. Somebody's new thing. Quote, unquote, light. Can I tell you something I just discovered? About? Eh, it's not that interesting. I'll tell you anyway. Yeah, tell me. So Janelle Monet is in two episodes of uh, Homecoming, the second season coming up. Homecoming is the Amazon TV show that Julia Roberts did. Yes. And I immediately <laughs> saw that and was like, Julia Roberts did not sign up for a second season of Homecoming. There's no way. And I checked, and that's true. Yeah, she <laughs> got paid a lot. They're continuing the show, but without her, because she was like, I did my season. Bye, guys. So, so they're doing another no. season. Who's, gonna, who's the new lead of it? Um, it's unclear. It may be Janelle Monet. No. She's um, only for two episodes. I mean, the cast isn't listed in a way that really shows you who's it the really lead. It really could. I, I and I didn't finish it. watching that show in a way that would tell me otherwise. I didn't watch it otherwise. at all, so I have no idea. I mean, it's a thing. I watched yeah. the first couple. I'll probably finish Here's it. Here's the thing. I have so many shows that I need to watch, but you know what I'm doing? Watching Friends. Yeah, that's been a choice you've made recently. Because plugging into Friends. I have to watch Watchmen. I need to watch the rest of um, Succession. I'm behind on Walking Dead. Isn't Watchmen on Apple or something, though? No, it's HBO. Oh, good, good. Regina King. But I needed to watch it, and it's been out, and several people, well, not several, because no one texts me anymore, but several people have been texting me like, you would love this, and I'm like, I know, but I gotta watch the one where (coughs) Monica's boyfriend fights in UFC. Like, I gotta gotta watch it. Um, This is somewhat adjacent to Disney Plus. Have we talked about if anyone has any plans for getting Apple TV? Not until they have more shows because right now they it's just the most have... expensive service out of oh, all how of much them is it? Do you know? well it's it, it's like 11 10 or 11 dollars but there's only three things yeah because there's just the morning show right? so as so the problem is is like what you're paying for is for three shows instead of like thousands of things you're paying for three things yeah that doesn't make any sense does it well they just were like we're gonna make some really cool shows and make them exclusive what they should have done was release them through something else like amazon did with hbo or something oh 
Like there's the Apple than, Channel. There are more than three, but not by much. But it's like there's a all? cool one, which is the morning show, which I've heard isn't what you think it's going to be. Everybody thought it was going to be like the newsroom, but it's not. Yeah, it looks different. But like there's the morning imagine. show. There's Jason Momoa is in a show called C. <laughs> yep. Which is that sounds gimmicky. about right. Um, Dickinson is a show with oh, with what's her face. I always want to call her Abigail Breslin. Haley. Haley Steinfeld. Seinfeld. Then we have For All Mankind, Space Show, The Elephant Queen, a documentary about elephants. <laughs> Helpsters, yep. it looks like Sesame Street. Ghost Riders, Kids with Powers. Snoopy in Space, it's Snoopy in Space. Oprah's Book Club, that's a YouTube show. Servant, I don't know, they, a baby dies? That's kind of what the poster looks like. Oh, Servant like. is M. Night Shyamalan's show. Oh, and a baby probably dies. Uh, that baby's toast. Um, Hala, which looks like it's starring um, a Middle Eastern lead, which is nice. And then Truth Be Told <laughs> with Olivia Spencer. And that's all of Apple streaming. And as far as... That's rude. The amount of content you can have. Like, I could watch all that in, like, a really day. slow weekend. So oh, why? I could do that in one day. But yeah, so that's... I will sign up for Disney Plus. I just, like, need to get some finances in order, you know? It's $5. Yeah. Okay. I will support you and that. I have a new game coming out on Friday that I'm excited about. Oh, true. Because I can't wait to disassociate even more and not talk to anybody and just play video games. Because that's where I am right now. And there ain't nothing wrong with it. Well... There's a little bit wrong with it. <laughs> I need to talk to people. <laughs> but, uh, you know, we're good. So how... Uh, are what? you excited about actual Thanksgiving? You're, you're having say your several. video game. No, are so you excited about my game? Um, <laughs> are you? Uh, yeah. I am, but it still hasn't been completely solved because the... There are going to be two Thanksgivings, which sometimes happens with my family. Sounds like a divorce situation. Where we have two sides of the family, and the family's kind of big. So when all of the family comes together, it's kind of a lot. Yep. And usually my mom has to be the one to host that, because my parents are the parents who join the sides of the family. Blah, blah, blah. Um, but it's a lot of people and a lot of work, and it's been a kind of a crazy year. So my mom was like, I don't want to do Like, it's someone else's turn. So we're having it at my cousin's place on my dad's side, but then that doesn't solve the issue of what's happening on my mom's side. No one wants to host or is able to host on my mom's side. So I think my mom's going to end up still having to do it after all this. <laughs> oh, no. Um, because we still want to have Thanksgiving, and she feels bad because it's been a rough year for some people. And she's and also my cousin just got back from um, Iraq, although yeah. not Iraq, because he apparently was doing secret covert work, and we oh. wanted to know where he was. Can you talk about that on this? Just that I didn't know where he was. Oh. Um, I still don't. But he just got back um, like a month ago, and so he's going to be here. So it's like my mom's like, we can't not celebrate yeah. on that side. So. I think we're going to have it. So I'm excited to see everyone and to do the double Thanksgiving, but then I'm bummed because then my mom doesn't really get yeah. the year off like she was I'm, hoping to. I feel like this sad... The, the uh, Here's the thing. I, I've always dreamed of like hosting my own Thanksgiving. Same. Like where it's like my family comes to my Thanksgiving and like my husband and my beautiful children mm. are there and my dogs that are well-behaved. <laughs> uh, and, and a cat. And it sucks because I love my mother's Thanksgiving so much and I can't imagine, but I feel like there'll be a certain point where my mom like just doesn't want to do it anymore. And that'll, that's when I'll say like, girl, I got you. I'll take over because also I don't want to travel. I just want it to be at my house. Here's the thing to use a, uh, 
Mooney, Ugh, and my plateware will be so cute. Slang. Here's the other thing. My the sister thing. and I said the exact same thing where we were both like, well, it's kind of at a point where like we, the kids, should be stepping up and starting to host sometimes we because cook. we're adults and like we can't cook. should be doing that. You know, because like, I mean, I'll learn to cook. Cause After like, I do my Ina Gardner book, garden book, I'll know how I to. mean, listen, the Bon Appetit YouTube channel has us covered with recipes. This so is true. And they did a Thanksgiving. They're in the situation. middle of a Thanksgiving series. Yeah. It's lovely. Um, but that's basically... And I would love to, like, have a place where people could come. And, like, I would love to host right now. And same with my sister. But, like, I live in L.A. A. And B, like, our generation will be renting apartments until we die. So mm. there isn't really an or option for us that. to, like, have a house or a home or a big enough space for everyone to come over. Well, when I think into the future, when I would be doing this with my husband and my two beautiful children and my dogs that are well-trained and my cat, I think I'll have a house... Which is like very like hopeful thinking. Like that means I have yeah, to be a millionaire. Mm-hmm. Like the the idea of owning a home in Los Angeles is you have to have a million dollars. This is like not like in credit, not in like it's gonna be that in fifteen years. Like in your bank account, there has to be seven figures. Yeah, because or you don't have a house, you rent. So that's yeah. like really the big indication. I think that's totally true. I think you can get away with six. Like, as long as you have a couple hundred thousand in liquid cash to put down. Well, I wouldn't ever spend that much money, even if it was like on a fixed rate, whatever, escrow. I don't know how houses work. <laughs> but it's like, I wouldn't ever give 50% of all of my money to that. Correct. Like, it would need to be like, a small percent like Like, one percent like in this economy especially if you have a couple hundred thousand in the bank and then you just pay it all out so that you can still have like a three thousand dollar mortgage payment that's stressful i would never have to have like you have to be very wealthy in order to like comfortably and that's why when we see a boomer what do we (laughs) say everybody Fuck you. No. Oh. Uh, I'm kidding. Okay, boomer. Because, yeah, I went to school for $200 and my house back in the day was eleven fifty. That means just $100 and eleven fifteen dollars And that was my rent. And I don't know why you kids can't do this. Because you ruined our fucking economy with oil. Sorry. I've gotten really political in my days off of dating apps. <laughs> Is that where you're shifting your energy? <laughs> and apparently roasting you. <laughs> I apologize. <laughs> I do feel... I am sorry. I am very playful. I do do this with other people. It's not just you. I hope you know that. Anybody that knows me knows I'm the worst. <laughs> like, Mary sent me a picture from her desk the other day, and I literally cropped in, like, 15 photos of myself. And I was like, why are you obsessed with me? Because that's not a burn. I know, but she's obsessed with me. <laughs> she's listening <laughs> right now. Burn. She's going to text me next Monday at like 9 p.m. and be like, ah, no, I'm not. <laughs> because, but no, I, there's no one else. We spend a good amount of time together. Yeah. You're taking all of those blows that I would be giving to my boyfriend. I know. And that's why every once and in a while I, I just like say like, hey, should we talk about this? I'm never mad at you. I'm mad at the idea of you. Like, I should hate my ex-boyfriend, but I don't. Well, that's a personal problem. <laughs> it is. I don't have a problem, Gabe. I'm kidding. I do apologize if I hurt your face. See how easy it is to just, like, say what it is that's wrong and then apologize for it? Not, like, for you, for, like, people that are going to be sitting at Thanksgiving and, like, their racist aunt is talking about how she doesn't understand what Gucci Gucci belt 
Gucci Mane. By Gucci Mane is. And you're like, grandma, aunt, whoever you are, I understand that you don't have the same views as me, but maybe you just don't need to talk about them. Yeah. I think everyone would do a little bit better if we just stopped talking about everything so much. Let's just all shut up. <laughs> Everybody needs to calm down. Everybody collectively needs to just <laughs> shh. And then for the rest of this year, we're going to just be minding our own business. And come 2020, everybody can get in everybody else's business again. I don't think again. people would be able to handle it if everyone started staying in their own lane. Like, I don't think the world... It would be like a totally different <sighs> Logan landscape. Paul would show up with another dead body. Oh, God. He thought I was going to go this whole podcast without talking about how awful of a person Logan Paul is. It might be the first time... Have you mentioned him on the podcast before? No, I This is. I waited for episode 21. Oh, okay. Wait, 22. 22. We're on 22. Episode 22. That's a lot. I can't believe we've been doing this for this many hours. I know. That's... We could stop at any moment. <laughs> <laughs> Gabe really wants to stop. I am tired. Gabe said, I have to do all the editing <laughs> because I have the Mac. Ugh. Oh, uh, I know. I apologize. Well, but yeah, thanks you. Thank you guys so much for joining us. And if you guys are super excited about the special holiday episode we're going to be doing, where you send in the things that you are thankful for that your ex taught you, it can be sarcastic, it can be funny, it can be light, it could be however you want, but it's something that you are thanking your ex of ex-boyfriend, ex-girlfriend, anybody, ex-coworker, Any ex anything about what you yeah, what you learned from that relationship and what they taught you and I'm looking forward to reading all of those and sharing my own. Yeah, and it literally can be a short note like thank you ex so and so for teaching me how to enjoy Fly a kite. yeah just shit like that I don't red know. sauce like whatever it or or it can be like thank you my ex for being a big dick like we are open or for to like yeah teaching energy, me that i deserve better because you do message yeah. just uh be sure to let us know um if you prefer to stay anonymous or if you would prefer to put your ex on blast we're happy to do either i clearly do it all the time and uh yeah you can just uh, literally message us on Instagram or email us at bestexuspod at gmail.com um, and you might appear in an upcoming bonus episode. We're excited, but before that... Should we get into today's? I would love to get into it. Okay, so I think I'm first. Yes. Now, um, you mentioned Columbus earlier. I decided because it is Thanksgiving week that I would cover um, a relationship tied to what we teach our children about thanksgiving which is that pilgrims and indians are best friends forever yes um nothing bad ever nothing bad ever happens Mm -hmm. um so today i'm gonna be telling you the story of what name did you just say colton pocahontas pocahontas and john smith john rolf john smith Ooh, how'd you know about rolfie because i've seen pocahontas too journey to the new world Rolf is in Pocahontas too. Yeah, he's the love interest because oh John God. Smith disappears because the country is coming after him, like Princess Diana. Let me make sure real quick that his first name is in fact John. It's John Rolf. It probably is, but now I'm d- doubting. I'm so sorry. You don't remember the timeless Disney classic Pocahontas Two: Journey to the New World? You're 100% correct. I should never have doubted you. John Rolf is my sister. Right now is like I remember that guy walking, chopping the sticks. Yep. So I, in order to talk about Pocahontas, I do have to talk about John Smith. So we will be talking about Mel Gibson. Oh, I forgot that he is the voice of John Smith. Oh, whatever. It sort of fits. Um, Never growing. So uh, Pocahontas' story is a little different. No. 
than <laughs> the Disney film. The, fil- the film was very Disney. And her life was, was not. not. I also want to say at the beginning of this, and I'll repeat it again at the end, that this is one of those lovely instances where I am telling the story of a woman. Oh, no. As told by everyone other than the woman herself. Because yes. guess what there are no records of? Her Women from her time. Speaking, so most of this comes from letters, journals, writings from men mostly the white men of course living during this time do you know uh, what i love most about rivers is you can't step in the same river twice the water is always changing always flowing but people i guess can't live like that they almost pay a price and begins (laughs) wait the chance of never knowing yeah something like that just around the river bay. Oh, Disney's gonna be pissed. Uh, whatever. They're I'll, coming for me. Disney Plus. We're just right. Yeah, my try room. and take my podcast down. I know you can. <laughs> they really, Do it. They could if they felt like it for whatever weird reason. Do it. Um. So this was late 1500s, early 1600s. No one knows exactly when she was born because she was a woman and no one cared. Um, <laughs> but literally, like no. John Smith in his journals has her estimated year of birth written down differently at different times so he was just always kind of making a guess he was like oh i can't say she was 14 that's <laughs> not that's not know. acceptable so um 16 pocahontas was the daughter of um the leader of an alliance of about 30 different tribes of algonquian speaking native americans Beautiful. known as the now here's the part where i have queued up audio pronunciations of these words yes because I'm going to take a stab and see how it goes. So the this group was known as the, let's see, Senecomac. Okay, that sounds right. Senecomac, Sena, let's see. Senecomica. Senecomica. That's more syllables than the letters have. Uh, let me go back but to he this sounded page. like an official representative of that. Senecomica. Oh, no, I totally read that wrong. Okay, one more time, friend. Senecomica. Senecomica. God, we're so That weird. is the Native American group. I'm so sorry, everyone. I'm trying to be... I'm so proud of us for doing correct. this. Her we're father's, just fighting for rights. Her father's name was... Let's find his pronunciation. Here we go. Pautan. Okay. And he Pau-tan. coined the... Fr- Powhatan. Oh, I'm sorry. She sounded really white. And he... F- Powhatan. Powhatan. He coined the phrase, these white men are dangerous. <laughs> Which Ooh. has never been more true at any time period. So we have Pocahontas, the daughter of Powhatan, who's the leader of 30 tribes of Senokamaka Indians. Yes. No one knows her mother's identity because she was a woman. Um, no. Historians think that she was born around 1595, based off of John Smith's guesses in his journals. Um, he wrote uh, a book called "A True Relation of Virginia," which what, what? a bad name! What a bad name! And then also wrote a bunch of letters. But basically, um, he wrote a bunch of letters. He wrote a bunch of letters to a bunch of different people. Abraham. Um, but so Pocahontas was raised um, as the daughter of the leader of this group of Native Americans. And like the English all called her a princess because she was the daughter of, um, where'd he go? I Powhatan. am the daughter of the village But chief. like according to the culture of the Native Americans, that's not a thing. That's she wasn't Moana. really a princess. Um, 
but he did call her like like his delight and his darling and like had all these kind of pet names for her so as you call your 14 year old daughter everyone did think that she was his favorite um there were other sisters and there were other sisters and she like other necklace that's all I'm going to say. The blue necklace? Yeah. Culturally and historically accurate. The no, mother gave her that necklace, and <laughs> I don't see any of those sisters sitting with Grandmother Willow. Mm-mm. They're like, nah, you ain't pretty enough. No one else has a hummingbird tree. friend. Oh, you don't have a raccoon friend? <laughs> oh, you're not as pretty and smart as Pocahontas. She immediately um, knew how to speak English the second she got eyes on John Smith. Real life Pocahontas did not have magical woodland powers unfortunately she, you know she had to have a hummingbird however plant. she did I mean like they lived off the land she learned how to forage for food find firewood farm like build houses out of like bundles of I almost said bundles of thatch that's not a thing thatched roofs using bundles of grass yes and then skins of buffalo sure I As would the um is that right no that's is right is this really insensitive of us to be doing right now no, to be talking about Native American culture. I just feel like it's not my place. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm, well, oh, I should, I can actually give a source. I'm proud of it this <gasps> time. All of this is from bio, biography.com. Legit. And, um, oh no, it's all from biography.com. It's sort of like Wikipedia without those little letters and numbers and brackets. I have two separate articles on biography.com and then Google is doing our translating for us. Bless. So we will see. Um, but she had different names because there were basically... So these articles call them the Virginia Indians of the area. Um, I'm just going to keep saying Native Americans because we're talking about different tribes on the area. But basically, they think that she had multiple names because she probably spoke multiple languages based on different tribes. So um, in her early life when she was younger, she was also called, come on, translate, Matoaka. Let's see. Matoka. Matoka. That sounds white to me. Matoka? Matoka... Oh, wait, here's another. Matoka. No, nope, it's Matoka. you're right. <laughs> okay. We'll listen to you. I'm so she sorry. She was also called Matoka and was later known as Amanute. Oh, it's trying. Amanute. Oh, that's nothing like what you said. That sounds like Siri trying to pronounce something. I don't know if I trust this. Amanute. 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 Oh, these are saying different things. Amunut. I no longer trust the site. Abort. Oh, no. Okay, I'm going to say... Amanuet. We'll just go with that. But she had multiple names. I love that I had this much confusion trying to say Eileen Woros. <laughs> like, I I could not find how to pronounce it. Um, but basically, she was, she was like, well-loved. She was very social. She had multiple names in her area. Now, where she kind of becomes quote-unquote known in the Western sense is through John Smith. Mr. Smith. Basically, what happens is good old Captain Smith... He comes to Virginia with about 100 settlers in April of 1607. He had lots of encounters with different Native Americans at the time. And when exploring um, um, the Big River there in December of that year, he was actually captured by a hunting party that was led by one of um, Powhatan's... Did I already mess that name up? Should I marry Kokuum? as the beating drum. Those are backwards. It's the other way. <laughs> uh, Coquelin was not a thing. Damn but it. that's okay. We still like the name Coquelin. Christian Bale voiced the actor who shot Coquelin in the movie. For real? And he's British in it. Yeah. 
He's like the redhead guy. I feel like Christian Bale would shoot at <laughs> Jesus. Oh, God. Wow, I just defamed someone for no reason whatsoever. This, these are not real. Doesn't that rumors. seem like it's on brand for him, though? Okay, I'm going to move on. Um, <laughs> oh. So basically, Powhatan has a hunting party that is like out hunting for food for the community, and it's led by one of Powhatan's really close um, relatives. They capture John Smith because there's this white boy out in the woods. Like, what's he doing here on our land? They bring him back to Powhatan's home. And basically, um, John Smith is held there for a while, but all his writings about it get inconsistent. So it's not totally certain exactly what happens. But he basically, in one account, he describes this big feast followed by a talk with Powhatan. So that's very Thanksgiving-y, right? Like, we've met the white man. Here's our food. Let's share in our bounty and talk. That's one account. Um, in another account, he revised the story and says that, um, he is about to be executed by Powhatan and, um, his tribe. I love him. Yes. Yeah. And the account in his letters slash journals slash whatever the hell is that his head is like down on a rock about to be smashed and Pocahontas runs up and throws her body over his head to keep him from being executed and that her like care for him and wanting like care or desire for peace is so strong that she forces her, her father to not only not execute him, but to like let him go free. And that's what leads to him leaving and her leaving. However, many uh, historians have since said that they think that John Smith maybe just didn't understand what was happening and that maybe it wasn't an execution and was just some sort of like releasing of evil. No, like, um, um, like a welcoming ritual of like, um, your, why would your she pa- stop it? No, but that it wasn't her stopping it. She was participating in the ritual. So like... Because he couldn't speak the so language. It, so it, he sees a bunch of people he doesn't understand, like lots of movement. They have clubs or sticks or things, and he thinks they're going to kill him. But in reality, <laughs> yeah. they think it could have just been like some sort of celebratory ritual of like, you leave your past self behind in order to join our tribe. But I like the idea of like the, the cartoon, the Pocahontas movie, all of that's the same, except he just like doesn't understand what's happening. <laughs> exactly. And that's what happened in real like, life. Let me dramatically run my ass through this forest right now to jump over his body and, like, tell my father I'm in love with him when this is just what we do with everybody. Yeah, like, it might have been a very, um... (laughs) He just, like, pokes her on the head with the staff. Like, it might have been, like, you know, because traditions are weird. Like, you have the British who, like, take an actual sword and, like, wave it over your head from shoulder to shoulder to knight you. Here's the thing. That's kind of aggressive, right? None of it makes sense. It gets to be whatever you want it to be. But I could see... A friendly, not hostile experience not being interpreted, but also his definition of hostility is coming from, like, being British as fuck. Right. So, like, literally, like, yelling is considered hostile to Britain. And, you know, they don't know, they don't have all the details, but it could have involved, like, they're taking his clothes off, changing his clothes. Hot. Yeah. Like, you, um, This was about to be the coolest orgy noise. ever. What are you doing? <laughs> but basically, so there isn't any definitive answer, but there are a lot of people who think, like, Ugh, we don't think it was an execution. It was just, like, a ritual he didn't understand and she was participating in the ritual I'm into not this saving idea. him yeah. <laughs> so that's been disputed I, want, I just want the white man in this equation to have been wrong <laughs> and him like yeah you know what like I, this was really dope but you had this this club in the air and I think that that's bad and for me but no that's interesting because people also think that Powhatan being a smart man saw the benefits of bringing this 
outsider into the fold to be like he's our friend so that if more come we have like a way to communicate so they think it would make more sense to like befriend him and have him join the tribe rather than kill him the worst mistake they've made so um no it's not a mistake they made they were doing the right thing the british white men were bad but the one thing the one thing that is true is that after this pocahontas acts as a friend and liaison for the jamestown colony nearby who's like led by smith and her family and her tribe so she would like often visit the settlement um and every few days um she would come with like her attendants and other people from the tribe and bring them like a bunch of food when they were like on the brink of starving so they like there really was a friendship and alliance there and basically in late 1609 john smith had to return back to england for medical care he was sick um and when he left... <laughs> hey, you're not feeling good? Let's put you on a boat for two years. Good luck. <laughs> well, here's the thing. So he leaves. The English send word back to the Native Americans that he died. So... Um, oh, my God. Here's yeah. Coco. Being sorry. sick in the fucking ocean? Nah, keep me here. According to one colonist, after this happened and we they heard that John Smith was dead... Um, Pocahontas did marry a man named Cocoam. Should I marry I'm sorry, Cocoa? I forgot this little he tidbit. He wasn't killed by Christian Bale. But nothing is known about it. Oh. Except that if they did marry, the marriage must have dissolved um, when Pocahontas was later captured by the English the following year. Because he, like, no one has any information about it. Uh, see, that's who I'm trying to be with. Just disappears and i mean we would probably have some information about it if like we had an account from pocahontas herself oh but, but women we don't shouldn't speak ever. um so oh, you're bringing supplies to save us we shouldn't hear you this leads us to pocahontas being captured so basically what happens is this is during oh the first God. anglo-powhatan war Ooh. There is Not this guy war. named captain samuel argall he is basically trying to um He's trying to start an alliance with a group of um, a group of Native Americans loyal to Powhatan, and wait, this isn't making sense to me as I'm reading it a second time. I'm Should just gonna I go marry? for it. So basically, Captain okay. Argol and his his Native American allies that he is like forged himself mm-hmm. alliances he's forged himself trick Pocahontas into boarding Argol's ship and capture her. Oh. And they hold her for ransom, and they demand that Powhatan releases a bunch of the English prisoners that he has acquired um, in return for Pocahontas to be set free. And Powhatan does send some Englishmen. He sends some guns, but he doesn't send enough to satisfy them, so they keep Pocahontas. They don't set her free. And not much is known about her time in captivity, but she's in captivity for a year. so um on a boat um not the whole time necessarily that's where they first capture her but all that we do know is that during this period um there is a a minister um named alexander whitaker who um like helps teach her english and make her english better while also trying to convert her to christianity as part of that process which he does and renames her the widest name of all time rebecca Oh my and god, what? Some think that they that this he wasn't in the movie. <laughs> that he deliberately named her Rebecca um to reference back the Rebecca from the Bible, who's yeah. the mother of Jacob and Isaac. 
no, East Sal or whatever the I heck. Don't, I don't know. But she was like the mother care. of two nations, and they think that maybe that was um, she, couldn't part she of it. Called Eve? But then other people also believe that she was most likely like hurt and maybe raped, and like life wasn't great for her. And then there might be a little bit of like Stockholm syndrome associated with things because basically what happens is that while in captivity, she meets a man named John Rolfe who falls in love with her. And marries her because he loves her, but she's also what? a captive. So like, so she, so like Beauty and the Beast. <laughs> Basically, Beauty and the um, so this is why this is why I say maybe Stockholm syndrome. So she's been in captivity for a year. I don't like this. There's some violence that breaks out between a bunch of Englishmen and a bunch of Powhatan's men. So it's like a bunch of her Native American tribes people and all these Englishmen, they get into this big violent fight that leads to a talk with her father and, like, a diplomatic maneuver to, like, exchange or whatever. And she says, nah, Dad, I'm good. I'm going to stay with the Englishmen. This is Hmm. where I'd rather be. Um, And her father allows it and also allows the marriage to John Rolfe, but some think that it was a political move, like if our communities are connected by this union, like, you know, the European nations have done forever, like, let's marry our kids together and then we'll have an alliance and help each other in the wars or whatever. Like, a lot of people think that he was doing it for political Uh. reasons and that she was either doing it for political reasons, had some Stockholm Syndrome, or she legitimately in her captivity, like, took to the culture, fell in love with this guy. Like, we don't know what exactly happened because, again... None of this is from Pocahontas. Not a single note taken by her ever. So, Like, she went to go speak, and they were like, no, no, is John Rolfe around? We would love to hear it from him. Yeah, no. I'm sorry, Pocahontas. Can we hear from more Englishmen? I know you just learned English, but Rebecca, I need you to stop talking. Rebecca? Rebecca, don't you dare speak. You are a Christian now. (laughs) Women have no rights. Um... So, <laughs> this article on Biography.com literally says, Pocahontas' feelings about Rolf and her- the marriage are unknown. Ooh. But they are indeed married on April 5th, 1614. They live um, on Rolf's farm for two years. And on January 30th, 1615, she gives birth to their son, Thomas Rolf. And um, according to a man named Ralph Hammer, I have no idea who this fool is, but he said that the marriage created a period of peace between the colonists and Powhatan and his people. So she becomes the symbol of, like, Native American peace, but also conversion to Christianity. Yeah, it's like a lot of gentrification, Um, right? And it's so much so... Like, let's take this village princess and make her an English-speaking Christian. Oh, it's exactly that, because not only do they say, like, look at her, she's doing what we want, they decide they're gonna take Pocahontas to England and be like, hey, look at this quote savage Savage, that's the word who is a christian now who is now a christian look we have converted the quote savage i'm saying quote because i hate the word but they used it back then barely even human (laughs) like they literally took her to england to be like me driving around north we did it we converted her look conversion i have never been more disappointed (laughs) in in our society um, no, then... the, the problem with it is it is exactly what you could have expected from history. Like, from what we know now, like, oh, yeah, of course they took her there. And she was the poster child of conversion. Like, yikes. She was just trying and to, like, And when help. I say England, I'm sorry. We're talking New England. Yeah. So these are people yeah. in 
this is all like east coast yeah. they didn't like take her back to britain england. they took her to like england quote england um like this is still like and she was met there by a group of like native indigenous virginians and like so we're still in the states or whatever they just did a little, but they did like a little they did a little uh political tour to show off pocahontas cute. um not cute then let's see do 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 sorry i totally lost my place um grandmother willow wait hold on i need one fact check a spinning arrow and clouds okay i'm full of all the shit Gold. Because they did their little tour, but then they did, in fact, cross the ocean and go back. Can to I Britain. tell my quick story of how my sister Jordan didn't know any of the words to the the penultimate song in Pocahontas? Colors of the wind or colors River of the Bend? wind. She literally didn't know what the words were, and I was reading her the real words because we were listening it to it one day, and like she didn't have a single word right, and was shocked. She's like, but like the the bobby cat is crying and i'm like is it is that's what is that is what the bobby cat like you know the 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 cat is crying oh oh the <laughs> and the and 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 she thought it was the blue torn moon and i'm like oh the blue torn moon. honey it's corn like they're corn because mm. it's not supposed to be yellow did you ever hear the wolf cry to the blue the corned moon. moon or ask the petty, or ask the grinning bobcat why he grins, grins. So none of that was absorbed by her. The blue torn moon. That's actually very poetic. The it's blue actually, torn moon. yeah, it's hot. Um, <laughs> we're into that, uh, but no. But yeah, and it just goes to show you that you can be almost 30 and have no memory of anything from your childhood like my sister. <laughs> the blue torn moon. Well, I just tore the moon a big one by saying that they never took her over to well, yeah. actual England, which they did. So they did a little tour yeah. around like New Virginia, blah, blah, blah. It was like the two things I knew about her is like she went to England and it didn't go well. Yeah, they took her back to <laughs> England. She actually like met the people there. Um, and then um, that was what while was she was there, she realized, oh, let me make sure I'm not lying <laughs> again. Um, yes, while there, they ran into... Mr. John Smith, who was not in fact dead, but doing fine and over there in Just Europe, being John Smith, um, and he wrote in his writings because again, not from Pocahontas's point of view, he wrote that without any words, when she saw him, she turned about, obscured her face as not seeming well contented. So basically, like she wasn't stoked to see him, or she was um, triggered to see him. But did they she actually have? Dead. A Noth- thing? No one claims ever that she and John Smith are romantic. Yeah, so it's not involved. like, oh my god, my ex-boyfriend from the New World is here. Like it, it. I'd be confused that somebody said he was dead, but then that goes away with being like, you're not dead. That's cool. But then I think at the same time he had made promises that he didn't fulfill. So he said when he saw Pocahontas, he was reminded of quote the courtesies courtesies she had done him, and then also said. Um, and I think this is him saying to himself, you did promise Powhatan what was yours would be his and he the like to you. So basically, like, I saw Pocahontas and was reminded that I told him, like, everything I have I'll give to you. And, like, he made some promises and then went to England and they thought he was So what you're there. telling me is that John Smith was an early age fuckboy who comes over, tells <laughs> you that you're more important to him than you are, 
disappears, ghosts you. Like so, like says he's dead. He's ghosting you, and then you run into him at the farmer's market, like back in your hometown, something like that. And she's just like, "I'm gonna obscure my face away from you," and he's like, "You know, it just reminded me of like how we went to Mod Pizza a couple times, <laughs> and I gave you all these promises, and I didn't fulfill them." Yeah, except it would be. Ugh, I want someone to take me to Mod Pizza. Except the faking the death thing, is pretty, which and it's but it that's doesn't like say ghosting somebody. it doesn't say that he was the one to send word, tell them he was dead, or how that actually happened. But like, it's he was a bit just, of a ghost. He was having a bad day, and <laughs> someone was like, "You know what? John Smith died. Like, what the fuck? He was not vibing with that day." So shortly after all this went down, they get on a ship. Um, John Rolfe and Pocahontas get on a ship with ship with their son to go back to Virginia, mm. and Pocahontas gets really ill because you know the Native Americans hadn't been exposed to all the bacteria Polio. and illnesses and things associated with the British. So Incest she got very stuff. ill, and they didn't make it back to Virginia. They only got as far as um, a place called Gravesend, w- oh. which is you know bummer. So they go ashore, and she dies there, and they. Think think she died either of pneumonia or tuberculosis her funeral happened on march 21st 1617 and um her site uh her grave site they guess was at um was beneath what they call the chancel of saint george's but um the whole area was destroyed in a fire in the 1700s unfortunately and so this is the part where i would normally ask about people staying friends but rather than saying to john rolf and pocahontas stay friends because pocahontas unfortunately passed i want to ask you do you think ready for it powhatan stayed friends with the colonists <laughs> after the death of his daughter well first of all i want to go in and thank you for all of the glorious like quotes from her and like firsthand i'm so glad i could tell yeah. you the story from her point of like, view. like her words and how she gave them like when she was you know people wrote down what she was saying from her perspective they were so beautiful Mm. such beautiful words um i almost don't even think the men's opinions need to be in that story at all and you would have just said i'm going to talk about pocahontas and then well did they stay friends because none of that was in her (laughs) (laughs) um because that pisses me off first of all that she's like one of the most significant women that have like brought about change in the whole world and yet we didn't ever get a quote from her and because it's she's only became (sighs) seemingly significant because john smith told us story of her saving him that might have been incorrectly interpreted anyway which i'm gonna take it (laughs) she saved his ass no uh i think that things weren't great i don't remember the exact details of all of this because i'm a shitty history student well from what i've told you but i don't basically after the marriage to john rolf there was peace between powhatan's people and the colonists up until her dying I, I don't know, but I would hope so. I hope I would hope that that union would have been substantial enough to help bring on more peace and harmony than like, oh, the only reason we have peace is because she's alive and well. Like, I would hope that everyone else would be like, yeah, I don't hate people that don't look like me anymore. You're correct. But so, I am hopeful. So after Pocahontas passed, um, Powhatan still maintained peace. He himself passed away the following year, and he was succeeded by his brother. And then after his brother passed, he was succeeded by another one of his brothers. So by that third secession, that second brother, mm. second secession, the second brother 
started to have conflicts with the colonists again. Oh. So it lasted through Pocahontas's life, her father's life, her uncle's life, and then her other uncle essentially like just declared war with the colonists again. Which you never know what can develop in those years between the Westerners, because at that point, really anything that they were doing wasn't tight. So Which, I'm like, yeah, I'd be pissed. I will say, Girl again, said. we don't have any of this information from Pocahontas herself, but I found it kind of impressive to see the events laid out as they were, basically because they were living life as they knew it. These colonists arrive, and then for the remainder of both Pocahontas and Powhatan's lives, like they kind of maintained order. Like the colonists were nearby, they kept encroaching on their land, but they like figured it out. Well, yeah, think so about it was a like, tense time, but they yeah. like maintained the way of life for their community. Which, throughout their whole lives yeah. and then it and then it kind of deteriorated after and so like, that's impressive to do well that. yeah and the culture shock of when the colonizers came because their way of life was so different to like almost be able to maintain some of like the beliefs you still have as the native americans like that gentrification shit was awful. Mm -hmm. It was really like, you're wrong for doing it this way. Why aren't you doing it this way? The Bible says. Yeah, like they were were actively trying to propagate assimilation throughout the Native American culture, which they did directly through Pocahontas by parading her around saying, look at how she's assimilated. Let's do it for everyone. And yet still, her dad was able to like maintain their way of life as best they could up until you know, some years after his passing when his brother took over yeah. and things. And, you know, I'm not, like, blaming the brother. Things no, got no, messy no. and crazy, right? Yeah, it's bad. But I did find it, like, oh, that's actually really cool that, like, they figured out a way to try and maintain until they couldn't anymore. But the other thing was that I was expecting to find at least, like, a snippet of a quote. Because, remember, she learned English. Like, she could, and she married this man. She could communicate. Those must have been And there wasn't, burned, there's no records from her point of view. The, and that was really Library shocking of Alexandria? <laughs> oh, no. Um, I mean, at this point, leave it to organized religion western civilization for fucking up anything having to do with any other culture time or skin color at any point in it throughout history at all and that's all i have to say about that (laughs) but that is the story of pocahontas and john rolf should i marry cocoa steady as the beating drum i do sorry Oh, that reprise of Just Around the River Bend, though. I know. Uh, I, yeah. We're going to have to watch that I now. I spent so Disney much time Plus. as a kid trying to like make the wind move leaves off the ground. <laughs> Between Pocahontas and Storm, I was really trying to control that wind. You were like a storm was coming, and you were like, finally. <laughs> where can finally be true? I, I didn't ever want to believe I, I could do anything other than be a Jedi. Like, mm. I wanted to be able to, like, move things with the Force yeah. and change people's minds. And that's when I became really manipulative. Because <laughs> it's all Jedi training. Oh, interesting. I'm kidding. I'm not. Don't agree <laughs> with me. This is why I roast you. So, my couple this week. I just, I, I'm, I'm curious if you can figure out who this person is. I'll tell oh. you it's a woman. Okay. By their description. And, like, I'm going to read their little blurb, see who you think I'm talking about, and then if you don't get it, I'll give you, like, the biggest tip. Okay. So, Canadian-born actress, born November 17th, 1978, in London, Ontario, Canada. Her father, Lance, worked as a mover, and her mother, Sandra, worked as a nurse. She has two siblings, a sister named Kayleen, and a brother named Daniel. 
She started competitive figure skating at age four and discovered acting at 12 when she viewed a children's theater group performance. She said, I told my mom I had to be in it, that I would die if I wasn't, (laughs) which true. Uh, She said in an interview with the New York Times, her parents fully supported her ambition and she joined the original kids theater in her hometown. Through high school, she acted in local productions. She went on to study theater at York University in Toronto, where she performed in several stage and student film productions. In 2001, she landed her debut television performance playing a bulimic girl in the Disney series The Famous Jet Jackson. What a, what a claim to fame. She made her film debut one year later in the Canadian-Italian-produced Itali- film My Name is Tenino. I am 100% blank. She earned her first significant accolade for in a supporting role in 2002's Perfect Pie for her role in the low-budget film. She was nominated for a Genie Award, Canada's Oscar. With her career now gaining momentum, she moved to Los Angeles, where she was capped, cast opposite Rob Schneider in the 2002 comedy The Hot Chick. Later in an interview with Vogue magazine, she admitted that the movie, her first time in the United States, was a huge milestone for her. She returned to Canada soon after and appeared in the TV series Slings and Arrows, where she won a Genie Award, the Canadian Oscars. Do you have any idea? No, my mind has gone from all kinds of people back and forth. So you brought up a very significant woman throughout history, and I wanted to bring up as as influential of one. I'm also reeling from the fact that, like, the famous Jet Jackson, did you say? She was bulimic girl. Yeah. No idea what that is. I, I think it was before our time. Um, do you have any other clues? So she later went on to play a title role in the teen hit film Mean Girls, written by Tina Fey. Oh, Rochelle Op- McAdams. Yeah, starring opposite Lindsay Lohan Rachel and Amanda Seyfried. Yeah, I, all that early resume, not I knew you were not going to get it. I just wanted to confuse you and keep you on the edge of your seat. I did, in the back of my mind, know she was Canadian. Yeah. Didn't know she was a figure skater. So, so Mrs. Rachel McAdams, <laughs> born from Canada. Um and so that was her with? little that was her little bit of her blurb and that leads us to after she did mean girls what's <gasps> Wait, the movie this, that she got is this rachel mcadams and ryan gosling it sure is oh wow okay. so this is interesting the same year that mean girls came out she filmed the notebook so those happened at the same time so when i think about her from mean girls i think about her being like 10 years younger than her in the notebook oh yeah but it was the same year, and she was, like, such different people. Can I tell you, you did a sneaky thing by choosing this? Because Gosling is the word for a baby duck, which is poultry. And this is our Thanksgiving poultry episode. <gasps> I knew what I was doing. Oh, wait, doing. baby goose? Baby duck. Go- gooseling. Goose? Is it It's goose? a goose. You can eat goose. Gosling. A goose is still poultry. It's a young goose. Which, like so the Ryan Thanksgiving goose. goose, Christmas goose, it all, it's all to coming together. So Christmas is today, and here we're talking about Ryan Gosling and Ryan Rachel McAdams. Gosling. Do you mind if I get some water? No, absolutely. Okay, we're going to press pause. So back before you were thirsty. Yes. Uh, so yeah, so she got The Notebook. Have you seen The Notebook? Mm-hmm. Okay. My dad had not seen The Notebook, and I was trying to explain it to him. So she... This was like her big role, you know, this was like the big one. This was the one that actors work for. Seeing how she like just started, 
Like in 2001, she was the bulimic girl on Disney. And then 2004, she got the notebook and got an Oscar nomination. What a weird supporting role three, to have to play Disney. Three years and you can become that. That's very interesting. Yeah. And I don't necessarily know if, I don't know if people expected the notebook to be what it became. Like, well, it was just really good acting. Yeah. I think them together and, is what made it I huge. mean, it was like Nicholas Sparks' best book. Like, I think it was like the most successful book he ever had. It was like his big hit. And then they acted but yeah, their asses off. Yeah, those two movies together like exploded her. Well, yeah. Well, the and, her you know she wasn't <laughs> she wasn't the main character in Mean Girls, but she was like the, the mean second, girl. Yeah. No, she was like the the Regina bad guy. George. She was the bad guy of the movie. Uh, so this leads us to Mr. Ryan. I'm going to go over his background because I think it's interesting. Was he a Mickey Mouse Club boy? Well, we'll get there. Ooh. Born in November 12th, 1980 in London, Ontario, Canada. They were born in the same place. <gasps> Cute. Ryan Thomas Gosling grew up in a working class Mormon family in the city of Cornwall. He grew up Mormon? Yeah. Wow. Mormia. One of Sylvester Stallone's action films proved to be an early influence on the future thespian. When I was in first grade, I watched First Blood and I filled my Fisher Price <laughs> Houdini kit with steak knives and brought them to school and started throwing them at kids <laughs> he told a magazine oh he was suspended for his dangerous reenactment but he continued to be inspired by the movies that's a lot he Ryan. goslin gosling bought got his big break in 93 when he joined the cast of the mickey mouse club <sighs> a variety show for young people he sang and danced and acted alongside his future stars like britney spears justin timberlake and christina mm-hmm. <laughs> can you imagine getting the call from the school saying hey your son's throwing steak knives at children can you In come his down here fisher price houdini belts <laughs> <laughs> i would be like i i got a knife no oh, i went through pu- oh sorry. this is what he's saying i went through puberty in a theme park he explained oh, to Esquire about the show's process of filming at Walt Disney World in Florida. I'm grateful. That place was a landscape to me, and I had ventures every day. You never hear about them talk about it. <laughs> I was interested because I have never, like, I don't remember them ever talking about the Mickey Mouse. No. Because it feels like a cult now. It's like a bunch of kids just, like, it's kind of creepy spending and weird. every day at Disney World. Yeah, it's kind of creepy and weird. <laughs> uh so when the show was canceled, Mickey Mouse in 1995, Gosling went to work on other television series. He appeared in the teen comedy Breaker High from okay. 1997 to 98 before transitioning to a more mythical role at the age of 17. Gosling moved to Los Angeles to star as the title character in the young teen series Young Hercules. <gasps> I remember that. Do you remember that show? Yeah, I was obsessed with Xena Warrior Princess, so I watched everything adjacent, including Hercules and Young Hercules. Yeah. I watched it. So that was him. <gasps> he was he was young Hercules. Did I have an early crush on child? Crush? Ryan Am Gosling? I having a, a suppressed memory come up? Yeah. Well, the I'm the thing. Look up an image. Okay, yeah, but the thing he's most remembered for is remember the Titans. Like oh, this was yeah. when he got like he was in a major motion picture. Denzel was in it. I love that movie. Yeah, he was. Uh, do you remember what his name was in it? Oh, something kind of silly, Sunshine. right? Sunshine. Sunshine. And he could throw the ball, and th- everyone thought he was gay, but maybe he was, and he just played football because he loved it. Uh, what? Verdickson, no, I did not have a crush on him. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my I God. I recall this specifically. It looks exactly like what I thought it would but be. But the answer is no. This was yeah. not an early He's gay crush. He's too boyish. The, the costume design is great. <laughs> <laughs> All I have to say. Um... So that was his film debut. His first major breakout came in 2001 called with a movie called The Believer. He played a Jewish neo-Nazi 
in the critically acclaimed film which won the grand jury prize at the sundance film festival okay who knew all right so they're both like killing it the game i'm in mean girls i i say five of the most iconic lines in the whole movie i get hit (laughs) by the bus no one saw coming even though it's tina fey and we all knew that was coming uh and he was like child star turned like at more adult Indie roles critic they darling. both get the notebook so when it comes to the definitive ranking of most romantic movies of all time the notebook regularly makes a cut unfortunately for the fans of the film relationship experts actually hate the flick as they argue it creates unrealistic and unhealthy expectations well a little bit i mean all rom-coms though but this one in particular was almost like rewarding an obsession uh, with something oh, I like i wrote that. to you every day kiss in the that. rain like that you're literally i like hate to break it to anybody in a relationship now but you're never gonna have as a romantic moment as that you're gonna be like i put the toilet seat down and y'all are gonna embrace in the rain and like that's like a daily thing of being married and being together yeah, i can see that or like i got the i got the like fresh ravioli instead of the frozen well, I mean, and normally, it's like i wrote to you, you every tell, day you would normally tell your friend who's writing every day to be like you really got to stop writing those letters like you? honey you have to stop yeah. she's not replying you need to stop yeah. and yeah anyways i thought it was cute again it's effective as a i film. thought the i knew the ending was coming i knew that they were gonna die it was a whole thing if you haven't seen the notebook it's been out for 15 years sorry um, they play the younger versions of the older couple where the, where he is telling her about how they met each other and fell in love because she has Alzheimer's and can't remember. Anyways, it's adorable. It's sad. Don't watch it if you are uh, sensitive to things like that or people kissing in the rain. Uh, case in point, while the movie stars Ryan Gosling and Rachel McAdams did date off screen, they were often idolized as a perfect couple with a dream relationship. Their romance was anything but picture perfect. The pair dated from 2005 to 2007, Hmm. but their courtship didn't reflect what fans saw on the big screen. At times, it was way better. At others, it was much worse. It may be hard to believe, but despite the never-fading fan love fans saw in The Notebook, Ryan Gosling and Rachel McAdams' feelings for one another were exceptionally different off-camera. Simply put, when they first met, they hated each other. Oh. The surprising revelation came from director Nick Cassavetes himself, who, while, Cassavetes. Ce- Cassavetes, while <clears throat> celebrating the film's 10th anniversary, spoke candidly about how bad things were on set. So bad, in fact, that he, Gosling, actually tried to fire her, <laughs> get her fired. Oh, wow. In an interview with VH1, Cassavetes recalled an explosive day when, in the middle of shooting a scene, Gosling pulled him aside and, would you take, and said, would you take her out and bring in another actress to read off camera? I can't. I can't do it with her. I'm just not getting anything from her. And this somehow led to them actually dating. <laughs> so he took them aside and with he went to a room with another producer and they screamed at each other and yelled. He revealed and then things seemed to calm down. He said, I think Ryan respected her for standing up for her character and Rachel was happy to get that out in the open. He noted the rest of the film wasn't smooth sailing, but it was smoother. smoother. While they managed to keep it civil and finish filming, the relationship was certainly no blooming romance. As McAdams told The Independent in 2013, we weren't throwing mean vases at each other, so it wasn't loathing, but our relationship was not what you saw on screen. Which is crazy, because they were so... They're great on screen. So much chemistry, but it's because they, like, hated each other because they liked each other. (laughs) 
They really, like, you know. She confessed that real-life relationships certainly wasn't something that either of us had expected would come out of the filmmaking experience. (laughs) Because they hated each other. Mm -hmm. They were mature enough for a fresh start, though. Uh, rather than fostering any sort of resentment or ill will towards one another, Gosling and McAdams were mature enough to let their past just be that, the past. When they bumped into each other a couple of years after working together, they were able to start fresh. As Gosling recalled, two years later, I saw her in New York and we started getting the idea that maybe we were wrong about each other. I mean, oh. after you were both nominated for an Oscar for this movie and it was such a big hit and y'all had such they good chemistry. They weren't nominated. Yeah. No, they weren't. Mm-hmm. By accepting the fact that people and feelings can indeed change, they were able to start with a clean slate and give their romance a real chance. Instead of fixating on prior issues of what they thought they knew about each other from their time with on the notebook set, Gosling and McAdams allowed a new dynamic to take over, one full of love and support. McAdams, for one, became her new beau's biggest friend and openly gushed about how he inspired her in her career. He never does the same thing twice, she said. He's so brave. About sh- how she inspired him? He inspires her. Oh, that was a quote from her. Yeah. I thought that was him talking. I was like, that's... E- no, no, no. Oh, okay. I mean, I think it's cute to be inspired by your personal, like, take oh, totally. risks and stuff. Luckily, the feeling was mutual. Uh, asking about his girlfriend's praise during a press junket, Gosling proclaimed, she's kind. She doesn't need any help from me. Fuck they, fuck yeah. She's inspired me to do so much as well. She's the most discerning person I've ever met. I think that's nice. Reality was much more romantic. As their real life blossomed, Gosling and Adams became one of Hollywood's most beloved couples, with fans often comparing them to the notebook counterparts, which I would hate. (laughs) I am not that person. (laughs) However, according to Gosling, this was actually a disservice to their love, as he told GQ. God bless the notebook, he says. It introduced me to one of the great loves of my life, but people do Rachel and me a disservice by assuming we were anything like the people in that movie. Sure. Rachel and my love story is a hell of a lot more romantic than that. The only thing I remember is that we both went down swinging. And so after the two mm. years, they did decide to call it quits. Did they stay friends? They better be friends. I want them to be did friends. Did they stay friends? Yes. Dun, dun, dun. Though ultimately, it wasn't meant to be. Neither actor had any regrets. Okay, As a source good. told People in 2008, there were no hard feelings and the two remained friends. Good. Okay, good. Following their split, McAdams was spotted supporting Goslin <laughs> at his DJ debut. Oh, dear. And they were even seen having dinner together after. Years DJ later, <laughs> debut. That's rough. Years later. Um sorry (laughs) years later it was clear that gosling still had held his ex in the highest regard when he noted i had two of the greatest girlfriends of all time who was his other girlfriend do you remember so before well after rachel who who did he date famous no is that who he's with now yeah who was the other confusing person that he was sandra bullock (laughs) What? Doesn't that make no sense? I don't recall that at all. She's a... I mean, I just don't... I mean, she's... Uh, she was with I Jesse James her. and she killed him <laughs> earlier that we were watching Jeopardy and the question was like, this person killed Jesse James. I was like, Sandra Bullock. Because, <laughs> um, yikes. Wow, I did not know that. That's yeah. kind of funny. Uh, to Today, Gosling has two daughters with partner Eva Mendez, while Mick Adams has a son with her partner, writer-director Jamie Linden. They keep their private lives out of the public eye and focus on their work, which I feel like every couple we 
do on this when they their next one it's like never in the public eye (laughs) because they learn i don't know uh and they focus on their work which is paid off both mcadams and goslin have been nominated for oscars in the years since playing noah and ally in the notebook it's easy to dream yes they've been nominated for oscars but not for the no 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 yeah i was like what i was like what do you mean it's easy to dream of a love story resembling a perfect fairy tale but dating in the real world is never so simple and although gosling and adams have since gone their separate ways there is an invaluable lesson to be learned from their time together and that is to like the person you're with (laughs) (laughs) and if you know uh it is to sometimes I don't know. I don't know what the lesson is exactly that I could take from this other than like be at the career you want to be in three years after being the bulimic girl on Disney. Well, no, you can take lessons like um, first impressions aren't necessarily everything. Sure. Um, Communication, like communicate through your disagreement so that you can figure out who someone really is. Or like if if y'all really feel the energy, just do it. (laughs) Just do it. Who cares? We're all adults. Who cares? Um, That's a fun one. Yeah. I can't believe you tied into the Thanksgiving theme with Gosling on accident. I really wanted to talk about strong, powerful women today. And so I brought up Rachel McAdams because we all saw her in Spotlight. Oh, yeah. And she was the only thing good about that second season of True Detective. And I don't like it. I just don't like remembering any of it except for her. Yeah. Vince Vaughn. Ugh. What was that? What was that? so upset that was a, uh, thank you that was a nice one well yes thank you all for joining us i'm sorry if i mean to gabe i'm trying to go through it <laughs> now he has a complex about it because i brought it up but and that is in no way an indication of how we were in our is, relationship me bringing it up is just my version of giving you a hard time <gasps> i think is what it is oh you're shady you're like you shady. give me a hard time and then i talk about it and that's me giving you a hard time oh we're so cute together oh <sighs> I, I don't know why anyone would be intimidated by this relationship <laughs> dynamic. Well, I hope you guys are having a wonderful Thanksgiving week. I got excited at the thought of like people maybe like traveling back home for the weekend or like, you know, yeah. being in the car, being in the plane and listening to the podcast. Like, let us uh, give like help celebrate and yeah. or be a break from the arguing at the dinner table. We hope you have the former rather than the latter. Yeah, if you like really need to get away, say like I have something really important to do. Be like I have a conference call, I have to go and just put in your ear pods, earbuds, earbuds ear whatever machines. you want. Or just on speaker like just loud on your phone in the bathtub, which is what oh, I yeah. do sometimes with my Spotify. Or just you know what? Okay. There's a heated argument at the dinner table. Take out your phone, <gasps> press play, speaker, <gasps> middle of the table. See what happens. Just see what happens. What's up? What's up? What's up? What's up? See what happens. I'll s- say it again. If you don't know what we're talking about, this gay term of the week is what's up. Uh, if you haven't watched that gay kid slap the ever-loving fuck out of that bigot in the South, then sorry that you've been living under a rock, but watch it. It'll make you happy. Yeah, it's a nice little internet meme of um, a little queer kid standing up to a bully. And, and do we condone violence? No, but yeah. did that bully need to be slapped? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I don't give a shit. He's 16. You know what the world's <sighs> like. You can get slapped in the face by that gay kid again. Two terms of the week. What's up? What's up? And with that, please... If you hate this podcast or you love it, drop us a review. Either way, we don't care even a little bit. Also, find us online. We are on Instagram a lot. Best Exes Pod. We're on Twitter very rarely. Best Exes. I just don't tell anybody to go on Twitter. <laughs> I don't know what it is. You can find us on Facebook, though. That just search Best Exes and we will be there. Ask your mom and she'll show you our page. Uh, she and with sure that, will. <laughs> and with that, happy Thanksgiving. Happy Gosling Week. 
enjoy your families, enjoy the food, yeah, and we'll and see I'm you sorry, next time. I'm sorry, Pocahontas had like a hard time. Yeah, let's let's all do better about that for po- Pocahontas. Yeah, if you're gonna be in, you know, inspired to do better for anything, it better be fucking. You know Pocahontas. what? I actually hope. I hope pe- some people listen to this before Thanksgiving, and someone around the dinner table makes a joke about the Native Americans and the Pilgrims, and you can bring up. <laughs> actually, Pocahontas might have been subjected to. <laughs> to Stockholm syndrome and conversion therapy to be a white British lady. Off mic, we just said that the reason why it's such a sad story is because there is a possibility that Pocahontas like was excited and thrilled by meeting time. these new people yeah. and this new culture and she really did fall in love. Like those white girls that go to Japan and get adventure. kimonos. Oh my gosh, it could have been like that. Or it could have literally been that she was like being abused Ooh. and brainwashed and used as a political pawn for the Most sake likely. of different communities. We will never know. Happy Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving. Love you. Bye. Bye.